0: Hey, what's up everybody and welcome back to another episode of the creepy and paranormal podcast Jeepers, it's been a hell of a week if you are living in South Africa following all the news regarding um, this table bester and the doctor But he's faking his death to escape into Tanzania to being brought back to South Africa It's been a roller coaster. So if you are not aware of it best you go jump onto tiktok or just go and google it and you'll see all the news revolving around it it's really fucking crazy but it was a big question with all the crap that's happening around that i'd like to think it's a smoke screen for something else that's happening uh, particularly in south africa something we probably aren't privy to and something that's happening and lurking in the darkness and Quite frankly, we don't know what it is. Um, I'm not saying I do, but I just feel like there's something else really big happening in the background. And this table bester story is a big smokescreen for whatever that is. So, yeah, that's where we are at in the moment of South African news. Um, Yeah, really crazy times. But today's episode, speaking about crazy times, is one that I've been wanting to cover for, Particularly a very long time. It's based around one of my favorite, favorite, favorite horror movies of all time called The Shining. I'm sure you have seen one of the different versions of it because there has been a remake, but the one with uh, Jack Nicholson is by far still the one that draws Trump on everything else. um So, yeah, it's basically going to be around the Stanley Hotel, which is where The Shining movie took place. Um, And what's also really interesting is that my friend Izzy K Who, you'll if you remember, I did a podcast with her about two months ago I see she just dropped an episode this week on Stanley Kubrick Who is the director of The Shining Um, And yeah, that was pretty interesting that she went and did a video on that And um, today's topic came across of the Stanley Hotel So it was just weird timing and all of that So yeah, rather awesome, some might say creepy But you know what time it is. It is time for the intro drop. Today's episode is a really, really special one. Um, yeah, it's dedicated to Sam. Uh, Sam is an incredible woman who is, in the, over the last year, has gone through literally the pits of hell and has just kept on coming out and fighting to the top. And she continues to fight. She is going through a lot of uh, personal health problems but she just keeps on smiling and keeps on pushing through. And yeah, this episode is just dedicated to her and her tenacity and her absolute sheer will to always come out on top. As well as her three kids that are by her side fighting continuously with her. So Sam, this episode is for you. Um, it's just a little give back uh, for the person you are. And just to say, keep on fighting, keep on doing what you're doing. It is truly um, amazing and yo. A lot of people can draw inspiration from you so thank you Sam. I get a lot of people who come up to the tours desk or ask me on my tours is the place really haunted? Oh yeah it's haunted and it's been haunted for a long time. I think it's time that we just descend deep into the psychological drama and horror as we explore the facts behind one of America's most notoriously haunted hotels, The Stanley, in Estes Park, Colorado. Famous for its connection to the 1980 horror film called The Shining, The Stanley Hotel stands alone as one of the most infamous gathering places for spirits and all manner of paranormal entities. To hear them, The stories and the evidence seem impregnable to skepticism. But let's see what we can learn today about the Stanley Hotel. There's a popular belief that the Stanley's interiors were used for the fictional Overlook Hotel in Stanley Kubrick's movie The Shining. This, however, is not true. The Timberline Lodge at Mount Hood, Oregon was used as the Overlook's exterior, but... Its interiors were all original and built on a soundstage at Elstree Studios in England and were inspired by the Awahani Hotel in Yosemite, Yosemite, Yozumat? Yozumit? <laughs> Gosh, it doesn't matter how many times I pronounce this. I just can't wrap my brain around um, Yosemite National Park. So excuse me for butchering that name. The Stanley had nothing to do though with the movie. Stephen King had stayed there once in 1974 and was inspired to write his novel, a fact that was popularized when the movie came out and made the Stanley famous. Somehow, this grew into a popular misconception that the Stanley was used as the location for Kubrick's The Shining. But it never was. However, Stephen King, who never liked Kubrick's movie, made his own 1997 miniseries that more closely followed his novel, and this was actually shot at the Stanley. But the series never matched the Kubrick movie's popularity, and the movie is what pop culture has immortally entwined with both the Timberline and the Stanley. So, ironically, one of the things the Stanley is most famous for never actually happened. The Stanley Hotel was the creation of Freeland Oscar Stanley, who had made his fortune as one of the co-founders of the Stanley Motor Carriage Company, makers of the famous Stanley Steamer steam-powered automobiles, and in 1903, he was diagnosed with tuberculosis and travelled to the dry climate of Estes Park, Colorado, for his health. He liked debt so much that in 1907, he built the Stanley Hotel, a first-class, state-of-the-art resort for the wealthy. He even built a hydroelectric plant so the hotel and the rest of Estes Park would have electricity. Perhaps it could come to South Africa and provide us some sort of relief with our ESCOM problems that we are currently having. But anyways... It wasn't until 73 years later that the Stanley became an icon of hauntings. Once the movie was released, the story spread that Stephen King's 1974 Stay There is what inspired his 1977 novel The Shining and Kubrick's 1980 movie based on it. Now searching through Google Books and the Library of Congress, you will find no mention of the Stanley in any books of Colorado ghost stories published prior to the release of The Shining so we can confidently point to the book and movie and not to any actual spooky histories or stories for that's happened there as the only reason that the Stanley is considered actually haunted. Everybody has their own morning routines but on the top of my list is coffee. Strong hot black coffee. I physically can't start the day without a cup However, sometimes life gets in the way and you're forced to buy a cup of coffee while on the road. And if you're like me, you struggle to find one that tastes good and is affordable. Well, now there is a one stop solution for you Homeground Coffee. The name is brilliant and so is the service. Situated at Benoni Northern Sports Ground, it's a nice central point for your morning commute. And why not get a delicious muffin or pie to go along with it? Homeground Coffee is the perfect go to and I advise you strongly to give them a try. When you do, let them know that I sent you. Find them on Facebook at Homeground Coffee as well as Instagram. That's Homeground Coffee, H-O-M-E-G-R-O-U-N-D. Today's sponsor is called Invoice Cloud. Now, this is really awesome if you're an entrepreneur, small business owner, or even a freelancer. You know how difficult it is to manage and then create those invoices for your customers. But with Invoice Cloud, you have everything you need to create simple professional estimates on the fly. It's easy to use and understand and getting rid of all the nonsense so you can have more time to do what matters most, which is to grow your business. Invoice Cloud allows you to add your company details, logo, customer information, as well as products, making it a breeze to send estimates to your clients anytime, anywhere. Now, if you want to start your free seven day trial And get invoicing in just under five minutes all you need to do is head over to invoicecloud.co.za and boom you are sorted that's invoicecloud.co.za so what i'm saying is that it's really important to note that until the shining came out the stanley hotel had not been considered haunted but it is today so now let's have a look at just a few of the most common haunting claims there are and there are about six or eight that regularly appear in the books so we'll talk about the three most popular starting with the fourth floor. Originally the entire fourth floor of the Stanley was a single open attic space but later it was converted to more hotel rooms. Several of the rooms are considered haunted. 401 home of a closet that supposedly opens and closes itself. 407, where some say it feels like someone sits on the bed in the middle of the night, and 428, where the story goes that the apparition of a friendly cowboy might appear. Throughout the fourth floor, it's said that you can hear the sound of children running and laughing, and of footsteps on the floor above, even though there is no floor above these rooms. Unfortunately, there are no stories of anything special happening in these rooms that might explain why they are haunted, so there is nothing for us to track down. The only evidence of anything happening comes from heavily fictionalized and sensationalized TV ghost hunting shows, so that's not usable as evidence. Unfortunately, all of the stories of the Stanley's fourth floor mount to no more than, well that's a nice one. The Grand Staircase. Online you'll find a handful of photographs taken, mostly by tourists on the popular ghost tour at the Stanley, showing a person on the staircase. A woman or girl in a white dress, often blurry, always with an anecdotal claim that the photographer did not remember any person being there when the photo was taken. Well, that's creepy. This is the main reason that when you go on a ghost hunt, One thing you should always do is take a clear photograph of every single person who's there. That way, when you have an unrecognized figure turn up in your photo, when you look at them later on, you will at least have a master photo set of the actual people there to compare them with. Now, none of us remember the clothing and all the movements of all the other strangers on a tour that were with us. So we have no reason to conclude that anyone shown in the grand staircase photos is anything but a normal person who was there. However, sometimes it's not that. Sometimes there really is something caught on camera. We have seen it with Izzy K, who I mentioned earlier on, where she showed me a photograph, uh, a photo that they had taken on a night out. Uh, two separate photos were taken. And in the second photo, you can clearly see a shadowy figure in the background. And just thinking about this really gives me the creep. So sometimes it's a little important to just understand that things can be explained. But there are other times when things can't. Room 217. ha! The Stanley Hotel's most famous and requested room is without a doubt Room 217. It gained notoriety of the famed horror writer that we spoke about earlier on Stephen King. He actually spent the night with his wife at the Stanley Hotel back in 1974 as we previously mentioned. But this night would forever change the image of the hotel because King and his wife arrived just before the hotel shut down for the winter months. But were luckily able to spend the night. They were placed in the presidential suite of room 217 and being the only room left with clean bedsheets. Since the hotel was in the process of shutting down, there were no other guests checked in and the Kins had the entire hotel to themselves. Kin had spent a great deal of time drinking whiskey at the Stanley's famous bar before taking a walk to explore the hotel and retreat into his room. It is fabled that he ran into two children on the fourth floor, a sight he thought was strange since there were no other guests staying at the hotel. He was to find out soon after these children had also not belonged to any of the staff members working at the premises. And after retiring to his room and falling asleep, Ken has a dramatic dream which caused him to wake in fright. He had noticed a fire hose in the hallway just before entering his room and dreamt that his young son was strangled to death by this very object. After waking and feeling quite spooked, King got up for a cigarette. By the time he had finished that cigarette, he had the story for his best-selling and now-movie-adapted novel, The Shining, fleshed straight out into his head. While this legend is often associated with Room 217, it also has its own ghost story. This story begins in 1911 when the Stanley Hotel was powered by gas lighting. During a severe storm, this power was lost and a maid was to enter room 217 to investigate. Elizabeth Wilson caused an explosion upon entering the room with a candle, partly destroying that area of the hotel and sending her crashing through the floor, landing on the floor below and breaking her ankle. Elizabeth survived the explosion and went on to live the rest of her happy and long life. Many now believe that she has returned to the hotel in death and has taken a liking to hanging around room 217. Guests have reported that their belongings will become unpacked during their stay in this room. Objects will move around on their own and the disembodied voice of a woman can be heard during the night. Some have also claimed to see the apparition of Elizabeth walking through to room 217 and exiting straight through a wall which was once actually a doorway. Some even say that Freelan Oscar Stanley has been sighted all throughout the hotel, yet it's most frequently he is seen inside the hotel's bar. Many of the staff believe that he is still looking after operations of his hotel and they claim to be able to feel his presence around them. Freeland's wife Flora was an avid musician during life and some say she continues her hobby of playing the piano at the hotel. Phantom sounds of piano music when nobody is around have been reported from both the music room and the concert hall at the Stanley Hotel. Said to be one of the other most haunted spots on the Stanley Hotel's ground is the concert hall. It is thought to be haunted by several spirits One of these is a former employee named Paul, who worked as a handyman in the 1980s. Paul took great pride in his work, and it was no surprise that he returned to his place of work in death. He is thought to communicate with people who have captured EVPs of a male voice stating, Get out! He also has his own room in the basement level of the concert hall, where he usually interacts with male ghosts. I said male ghost, I meant to say male guest. There's something seriously wrong with my speech, once again. Now just across from Paul's room is another, also occupied by a ghostly resident. This spirit is known as Lucy. She is rumoured to have been a homeless woman who died in this spot from exposure to the cold. Yet, her origin is truly unknown. She apparently communicates with paranormal enthusiasts visiting the Stanley Hotel and has befriended some of the young children's spirits who also frequent her room. Strangely enough, the Stanley Hotel also contains an object. Not original to the hotel though, but supposedly an extremely haunted object. This object is stored in the basement of the concert hall and referred to as the creepy mirror. It is quite an old antique piece, bearing older, actually being older sorry, than the Stanley Hotel itself, yet its origins are not known. It is thought that this mirror contains some sort of energy trapped within it. Many guests over the years have captured figures and apparitions standing next to them when taking photos of their reflection in the mirror. These figures are creepily not apparent to the naked eye however. And that is all I have on the Stanley Hotel today ladies and gentlemen. I hope that you've enjoyed the show. Sam, I hope the show brought you some sort of um what's the word I'm looking for? relief from boredom and some relief from the pain even if it was for just 10 minutes or so. Um yeah, guys, like I say, please just keep Sam and her family in your prayers, thoughts. Um yeah, yo, whatever you believe in, just keep them in the forefront of your mind and uh, just continue to think of them. And, yeah, thank you so much for listening to today's inspired show. And I hope that you all keep well. And remember when you go to bed tonight, when the lights are off and it looks real dark and you hear that noise creeping in the distance, don't forget to look under your bed.